Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. In today's episode, we talk about the substitution relationship between aluminum and copper. I'm Christian Klavodetcher, and joining me is our chief analyst, Robin Barr. Hey, Robin, nice to see you again. Thanks, Christian. We need to ask the question, might higher metal prices mean that increased demand will be met by a combination of increased recycling and or primary supply? And is enough attention being paid to the risk of substitution associated with higher prices? Higher prices incentivize R&D into alternatives. Indeed. So to start this off, why do copper and aluminum pose potential mutual substitution threats? It all boils down to the dynamic competition of copper and aluminum for market shares as an electrical conductor. Copper has more favorable characteristics, but is more expensive than aluminum. With advantages on both sides, copper and aluminum have become interchangeable in many applications and are given preference in accordance with their price ratio. Would you kindly explain to our listeners how price-induced substitution plays a key role in demand destruction? Sure thing. As the price of a metal rises, there comes a point when it leads to demand destruction as R&D focuses on alternative materials. As copper prices soar, as, uh, as we're seeing, the threat from aluminum as a cheaper, viable energy transmission alternative should not be ignored. Copper is a scarce resource, but there is an abundance of aluminum, which explains the price differential. Replacing copper with aluminum means that manufacturers' material costs will be significantly lower and might shield them against dramatic fluctuations in the metal markets. Hmm. So what happened between these two base metals when copper prices were last at $10,000 a metric ton? Good question, because history can teach us a lot, can't it? So in the last super cycle, substitution in the form of switching, thrifting and lost growth led to the copper market losing 2% or around 500,000 tonnes per year of demand to aluminum when copper prices were above $3 per pound, so just above uh, $6,600 per tonne. And these are estimates by industry consultants. At the time, aluminum prices were around 2,300, and the price ratio between the two metals was fast approaching 3 to 1, making copper relatively much more expensive. Right now, the ratio is above 4 and 4.2 to be precise. I see. So can you give us some real-world examples of aluminum replacing copper? Okay, there's been quite a, a history. We saw the first aluminum transmission wires began to replace copper in the late 19th century. It is now the norm for overhead AC high-voltage lines, while aluminum's conductivity is about 40% below that of copper. It does possess attractive properties, including its density, which is only 30% that of copper. This means that an aluminum cable is around 52% of the weight of a copper cable, 
with the same conductivity. And this gives handling and installation benefits. We saw in the 1970s, aluminum radiators began to take market share from copper and brass. The development of plastic aluminum alloy radiators has taken this light weighting trend further. Applications where aluminum has had the most success in replacing copper uh, are overhead transmission lines, especially in large projects in China, which result in significant weight reduction and cost saving by using aluminum. At the beginning of the last decade, when the copper-aluminum ratio was similarly elevated, i.e. above four, there was significant lobbying in China. So that in 2015, the NEA approved industry standards for the use of aluminum low-voltage cables in buildings. So as we can see, aluminum is a serious competitor to copper in a number of high-volume applications such as high and mid-voltage power cables, bus bars, transformer windings, and motor windings, adoption of aluminum magnet and auto wiring, air conditioner tubes, and heat exchangers has steadily gained traction. So it would appear that aluminum is the clear winner when economics is considered. It certainly looks like it. Uh, on the basis of copper being at least 65% more effective than aluminum, it could cost 1.65 times more than the other metal without inviting substitution. But when that price ratio climbs to two to one, that changes. The incentive for replacement of copper, if anything, is stronger today than at any time since the start of the millennium. In terms of economics and given its lower cost, both on an absolute basis, but also on a relative price ratio of one to 4.2, aluminum is a winner under virtually any realistic long-term price scenario. And especially amid forecasts of copper prices reaching $15,000 per tonne and even higher. So in cents per pound, that will be around seven to eight cents per pound. Grand predictions of a real paradigm shift in this arena, though, need to be carefully considered. It was predicted in the 1970s that copper demand would be significantly impacted by the use of fiber optics. In fact, the opposite has occurred with the greater use of fiber optics actually incentivizing greater copper usage. As it turns out, copper is vital at each end of the cable, the so-called last mile. Um, so that's the distance from the exchange to your house, for example. So there you have it. One of the main reasons today's automobiles are so much lighter than they once were is because aluminum is used instead of steel for things like frames and engine blocks. Of course, this switch has played a major role in the increased fuel economy of the cars and trucks of today. When you consider the success of major aluminum player Norsk Hydro in achieving the goal of a carbon-neutral production, something its competitors are committed to matching, it would appear that aluminum is truly the green metal. I want to thank Robin for joining me today, and I also want to thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Christian Clavidecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember, always keep an eye and ear on The Forward Curve.